Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a Soccer Rangers podcast in space. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And on this po- and this is where we talk about conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. This week, though, we're talking about, um, well, in kind of a spirit of, um, how, how do you pronounce it correctly, John? Sekiro. Sekiro. Thank you. The what was it? You only. What's the actual full title? Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Shadows Die Twice. Thank you. Um, which is considered to be quite a really good hard game. Um, we decided we wanted to talk about some of the games that we've had challenges with in the past, and, the, with the, and kind of the accomplishments that we've had beating those games. Um, and I think we'll start with you, John, because you are a huge fan of games such as bloodborne and the dark souls trilogy um and all everything like that and you've gone through those games multiple times what's the hardest difficulty you've gone on um hardest difficulty um i'd say bloodborne is pretty difficult if you're not too familiar with your build or with the levels especially mm-hmm. when you go like new game plus plus when the enemies get more and more harder okay so a lot of gone, people... so you, yeah you've got so you've gotten like at least double plus in there yeah, I've gone double plus. Um, when you go up higher, it, it becomes more important to do the um, counters to really take out the opponents quickly, and you just need to know what build you need to use, what weapons, and it gets difficult, especially when you do new game plus plus for the DLC, the old hunters. The difficulty gets at least tripled when you're doing the um, when you're doing the DLC bosses. Some of the bosses in DLC are harder than the uh, bosses in game, if you can actually believe that. This is why I can't play those games. You just got to get good and you can do it. Exactly. Go host a panel. <laughs> okay, Dark Souls panel. Here we go. Oh, dear God, no. But no, like, for, for, like I can't survive that panel. But personally, for myself, I have never finished any of the Dark Souls games or Bloodborne. I have only gone in about very, very shortly into Dark Souls 1. Um, and personally, I like it's a fun game. It's just not really my style. Like, yeah, it's an awesome, fun game. And it was like you can bypass the bass the same mod mob five fifteen times and then get killed on the sixteenth by that mob. Mm. Like, it's one of those That's things where fun? like is that what you define as fun, Cole? No, that's not what no. I'm saying. That's not I'm what you're just, saying. I'm just saying, but I'm saying the reason for that why it can be fun is considered like, oh, okay, the challenge is always changing and it's always being even if you're running the same area multiple times, it doesn't mean the the mobs are going to exa- um, react the exact same way every single time. And that's yeah, that's, the, that's exactly yeah. No, go go, John. And that's one of the great things about dark about especially Dark Souls in general. Now, I started. Has anyone here heard of Demon Souls? Yes. Demon yeah. Souls was like the original precursor to Dark Souls, and that was fairly difficult. And when that first came out, a lot of people had trouble figuring out, but um. What's really amazing from from software was um, the president of this uh, 
of the company. He actually started off making tabletop games and he took heavy inspiration from Berserk and a bunch of other animes, uh, medias out there to build these uh, gothic fantasy worlds. But what was cool about the games in general, especially like uh, Dark Souls 1, is the challenge. If you can figure out how to beat the boss, you're like, dang, I figured out how to beat the boss. I figured out a strategy. I won, and I feel super accomplished, and I'm ready to take on whatever's next. And usually when you die in Dark Souls, it's about you learning from that mistake and then adapting. Mm -hmm. And you make a lot of mistakes in Dark Souls. Don't get me wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. You could have been playing that that game for five years, and you'll still fuck up at least once or twice. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean everybody remembers the bosses, especially the ones of ads. Those are the difficult ones, but also you got the more there were more memorable bosses, the ones that stood out. And when you're building upon the lore and the story of Dark Souls, it's really cool. And you got iconic characters like Solaire that make everything better. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. I. I know that this has nothing to do with the game itself, but goddammit, John, if there is anything more joyous than you dressed up as Solaire, running around a convention center and getting people to praise the sun. Yeah, the sun was very well praised that day. Yes, yes, it was. Terrible, <laughs> terrible day for everybody. Except for me. I, re- <laughs> I would really love someone to, be, to make their own character that's literally the exact, oh, that's li- like Shadow, like Moon Air or something like that. And they just have, your, oh, they okay. have that, Blades okay. of the Dark Moon. Okay, and then just someone dressed up as that, and then running around behind you saying, no, 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 praise the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, you just go around, both of you going around to people's, like, you two arguing, praise the sun, no, praise the moon. (laughs) Somebody do this so we can get it on video. (laughs) That'd be good. That would be, that'd be really funny. That, but in, that, but in, that does uh, shut up, Cole. That does baffle <laughs> how uh, um, that game is literally just a slog, and it's every move you make is has to be so precise mm-hmm. that if you just screw up, you're done. This is this is why looking at uh, oh god, pronounce it Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro. Sekiro. Just, just default to John. Just point at him. <laughs> yeah, Sekiro. It, from what I've seen from it, it feels like that's how a samurai battle would oh, be. Oh, God, yes. Because it's that... Like, it, it's just like you have your one, you just have to do some things, and then you get the one kill, and the, or the one blow that does the killing blow, and like that feels like the most realistic samurai battle there is. And, like, and the... You, yeah, go on, go on, John. The go standard on. Japanese sword fight was over in like one point second. The battles were over very quick. But I went into Sekiro thinking it was Dark Souls. It's not Dark Souls. You play it like Dark Souls, you're going to get killed very quickly. Because Dark Souls is a game about turtling up, rolling around your target, and then hitting them. Sekiro, you're going in swords clashing. It's really interesting the way you do it, because there's literally four ways of defending yourself in that game. You jump, you block, you parry, and you sidestep. Hmm. You could jump? Yes, you can jump in a from I, software. I thought that was game. something that from software like had banned. No, no, no. You you are jumping all over the place in this game. You're a ninja. You're a shinobi. <laughs> so and, you're not even a samurai? No, you're not. You're a, you are a royal shinobi. You are a shinobi 
that's been tasked with protecting this. Uh, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but essentially you're a ninja. You're a ninja. You're not the toughest person in the room, but you're crafty and you're able to like parry your opponent's blows to get a death blow on them. It's really interesting the way they did it. And the bosses instead of like will have to take multiple death blows. Yeah, a good example of that would be like one of the first bosses you end up fighting is a guy on horseback, and you got to wear him down and do a certain amount of death blows on him. But yeah, it's really interesting because going back to what um, uh, Tyler said, it's very much how Japanese sword fights were done back then. You were parrying and deflecting blows until you got an opening to take. And they really did a good job with it. That's good. I've been watching because I've never been a big fan of these types of games. So I ended up watching. And it looked pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's done. It's this, What's really cool about it is you're playing as a pre-made character because it's not like every other from software game where you make your own character and name them. You have no voice. In this game, you are a character. You're the wolf. Sekiro is a rough translation of one-armed wolf. Has that helped make the um, story of the game better? Having a specific character to mold the story around instead of a generic story that can apply to any characters? I think in this case, it does, because you feel this character, his motivations is very straightforward. His goal is to protect his master. And he's willing to go through hell and back to do it. And he even lost his arm to keep doing it. But in the He's not a. He's a very stoic. He does not speak much. Well, well, I guess he still speaks more than uh, Gordon Freeman. So yeah. Um, one thing that I really liked, uh, or was how how do I phrase this? Um, Bloodborne lore is actually really cool, mm-hmm. but it is so hard to find decipher and understand because of how minute they just kind of put everything around everywhere and it's like and then how a lot of words for what is uh uh a lot of lore is hidden in just item scriptures and in dark souls yep and it's just like you just gotta you just gotta read everything and then you find all the lore so is this like that or is it just like it's it's there it's like you know from point a to point b and they found a good medium uh the cutscenes do a good job explaining stuff um the lore is pretty straightforward they take a lot of inspiration from japanese folklore involving concepts of like reincarnation and stuff like that um i mean orochimaru the giant snake is actually in that game and um there is some descriptions of lore and item, but a lot of it is being described to you. There's like these uh, things you walk up to and they essentially will explain what happened in that area, like uh, flashbacks in a way. Not really flashbacks, but you're listening in on what was said there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. There was the uh, there's like eavesdropping and stuff. Yeah, eavesdropping. That's another thing to figure out how to beat a boss. You want to eavesdrop so you can figure out their weakness. But yeah, they did a good job balancing it out. I mean, some of it is still done through items. Some stuff you do have to go out of your way a bit, but a lot of that also is uh, explained to you through certain characters, like the sculptor explains the world around you when you bring him booze. Huh. So I, I'm kind of curious here. 
because um so I was just going and looking around at a bunch of reviews of this game because this right now looks like it's going to be one of the big contenders for game of the year. Yeah, for no other reason than there are hardly any games coming out this year that are getting a lot of AAA uh, attention at this point. But one of the reviews that I thought was kind of interesting is they described it as being the perfection of the Ninja Gaiden concept. <laughs> and I I gotta say, I thought that that was kind of awkward at first because I didn't see a lot of similarities in the gameplay. But the more you're talking about it, the more I'm going, you know, I played and beat Ninja Gaiden Black. And I actually kind of get where they're coming from or where you're coming from with this. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious here, here, because the character is, you know, doesn't talk a lot. Good action systems in place. The boss fights don't seem quite as off the wall as Ninja Gaiden, but it does seem like they're just as, you know, intense in scope and scale as what one of those games are. I'm kind of curious here. Would you say that that's actually kind of a fair comparison or is that just something that one reviewer is kind of, you know, really reaching to go and get there. And there's a couple of little things. I think it's fair to a certain degree because, Mm -hmm. um, one major boss fight you have is versus this, uh, sword wielding samurai. And he's coming at you blow after blow after blow, and you have to uh, press to defend to parry every single blow, and you feel that. It's a very intense like sword fight you actually go through. And what's cool also about Sekiro is you can use the prosthetic tools to kind of even out these fights too. So it's very... You have to think on your toes, if that makes sense. Like, uh, figure out the best strategy to taking on these guys. So is there... I guess there's no really equipment or anything like that. It's just like, it's all just technique, isn't it? Two swords and techniques. And then later on, you get the ability to learn different techniques that fit more your style of um, how you want to take on guys. Like there's the um, ninjutsu techniques, the prosthetic techniques, and the samurai techniques. Okay. So you can basically, okay. Yeah. Man. Now, well, we've just been talking about this game a lot. Uh, I feel like I've been talking too much about it. No, uh, no, this has really been an interesting discussion. <laughs> it, it's, it's a really interesting looking game, and it has piqued my interest. But like, I, I heard... actually kind of would want to go back and do this, and I pretty much swore off of uh, from software games after uh, Bloodborne, which is the one that I've gotten the farthest in. I probably have ten hours put into it. Even. Probably not a well spent ten hours, but I've got like ten hours put into it. So <laughs> that's just like the uh, main menu. Then that's all you got past. Yeah. Is... yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I got past character creation, and I'm perfectly, uh, perfectly fine with that. You can <laughs> die during character creation. That's how hard Bloodborne is. <laughs> yeah, you can't actually die he's, during character creation. He's not joking. <laughs> oh, I was joking because I haven't played Bloodborne. <laughs> that's funny. I got through that and said, you know what? I'm sure this is a great game. So, Drop the controller. <laughs> anytime I've ever watched someone play Bloodborne online or in real life, I hear them say, come on, all the time. Because it's like sometimes the game just says, fuck you to the player. And that's how it's going to be. And I want to talk about one of the original games. The original, this is so fucking hard video game. And the biggest fuck you to the players. Uh, I would like to talk about, well, I'll just... Yeah, I'll just say the title. Shikan the Forever Man for Sega Genesis. So if you've never played this game, uh, it is an asshole. 
So your the premise is really cool, actually, and the art style is nice. It's very magic card esque, really just the fantasy cover. Um, you're Shakan the Forever Man, and you beat death, so you have eternal life, but you're ready to die. You're tired. And you're like this grizzled old gray man with a hat. And I'm like five playing this like, oh, oh, this is cool. Because, you know, what what are rating systems? And uh, my uh, so you you have to defeat these ancient evils. So it's cool. So in the middle of the game, there's an hour last. So there's actually a time limit on this game, which is ridiculous. There are these stages and you can get through six stages. The first six stages, four zones, 24 levels. So the first three. I have only been the first level of one without cheats. So you can use these potions you find throughout and they give you invisibility, invincibility because of level difficulty, not as a five-year-old. I picked this game up again in my early twenties as an established gamer and still cannot. Uh, I, anyone I've watched do a playthrough cannot even with an emulator and stop saves. Um, so the way to beat it is you have to, do practice mode where you get unlimited potions, go invisible and invincible, walk through the game. <laughs> <laughs> then you use a cheat code to play the second, because it will only let you do the first half of the game that way. You use a cheat code to get the second one and go in practice mode and beat the second half of the game that way. And I still can't beat it. It's that hard. Wow. Um, but here's the ultimate fuck you. So the end boss, you get hit once and you die. After 24 grueling stages, there's an ice stage where you're slipping everywhere. The enemies are just unpredictable uh, everywhere. You have low health. Um, stages are long. Bosses are grueling. So after you beat this boss where I watched somebody play it, even with an emulator with much difficulty, all there is so that our, the throughout the story between each level, there's an hourglass with text giving you backstory on this ancient evil. It's very cool. It sets the scene. The writing's really good, actually. Uh, there's that same hourglass with nothing forever because the game is so hard. They didn't think anyone would beat it. So they didn't put a fucking ending to the game. It's oh. just an hourglass. <laughs> it's an hourglass forever until you press start. That's oh my God. Wait, game. I've heard about this. <laughs> Probably oh, from me, because it's like, what happened to him? No, no, I saw this. I uh, God, I want to say it was like a watch mojo list or something like that. Just something mm -hmm. that was just randomly started playing in the YouTube suggestions after a video ended. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd forgotten about this, but no, that you mentioned the hourglass. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I want oh, no, wait, no, to live it's, stream uh, this, Guru though. Larry, uh, Larry, Bundy, uh, Larry Bundy Jr.'s Fact Hunt series. That's the one I'm thinking of. I watched a playthrough of it back when YouTube had a maximum time limit for uploads. <laughs> so I watched it in a million, like, 10-minute videos. That's awesome. Shikan the Forever Man, part 27. Shikan the Forever Man. So this is what John's going to live stream for us all, because I think you're you're the best of us. I believe in you. Okay. Also, please. I'll do it. I'll drive up. Fuck it. I'll come watch you and cheer you on. And be I'll do it. In the back of your stream, dancing. I will do it. I will beat Shikan the Everman, I guess. I don't know. And he makes this really like awful sound when he gets hit, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, if awesome. you knew the actual sound, that was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've talked about my difficult game oh, geez. <laughs> story 
Tyler, your turn. Man, I can't even think of difficult games. Uh, Battletoads is the only one that I can think of. Yes. Because like, way to steal mine. (laughs) I know. It's just like I I was just trying to think of difficult games, and what they essentially are is either they're games that are so old that they just made them difficult because there just wasn't a whole lot to them, or they're the very specific games like uh dark souls and bloodborne and they're just like it's a it's a small genre there isn't a whole lot of just solidly hard games um super meat boy i think that was like that oh yeah that's Hmm, an awesome one although i don't know if i put that one under hard because that one's more just a trial and error game it's not so much that that one is overly complex it's just about getting your timing right and the thing that's nice about super meat boy is that Getting a chance to see all the mistakes you make, there's actually something gratifying when you get through a level. It's just like, yeah, I figured out everything I need to do and getting the, the pacing right and all that. It's not like, say, a game like Battletoads where when you get through it, you're still just as frustrated because you're still playing Battletoads at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, loading screens basically don't exist. There's no time to catch your breath. Half the time, the pause button doesn't work properly. And you knock your uh, co-op party member out of the arena all the oh, time. Oh, dear God. Don't even get me started on co-op. <laughs> you can't play that game co-op. Ugh. That. Fuck that game. <laughs> Did you have... Battletoads, go host a panel. Okay, Battletoads panel. No. <laughs> Wasn't there the somebody who dressed up as Battletoads? The Wasn't there a group of guys who dressed up as Battletoads one year? I Dude, just... we should cosplay Battletoads. No. Oh. If you kiss a battle toad, does he turn into a battle prince? <laughs> or do you just get suspicious? Not, it just turns into a uh, bad bones anime. <laughs> Star driver, anyone? 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 Aren't they making a battle no, toad? No, a new. No. Uh, okay. Yeah, Rare, Rare is making a. Uh, it seems to be a remake. But we're not entirely sure because we still haven't seen any gameplay. <laughs> okay, for now, I'm going to give my game now. Did okay. you already give uh, your game? I thought you already said stuff. No, I haven't. I'm oh, the one running the, I'm nice. running the, the podcast, so no. <laughs> um, there's only one. There's the one game that I can think of that I can would consider hard, mostly because if it it's also at one point impossible to do, especially if you do co-op. I can't remember the title of the game. But what I can't because I never. But it'll make I, you come in five minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I played this game. I think when I was in elementary school, I was at a birthday party, and we were all kind of sitting around playing Sega. I know. And, Sega. and it was a Mickey game. Echo the dolphin. No. Oh fucking it, Echo to the dolphin. Oh. Echo the dolphin's next Mickey game. It was a Mickey game. You like you, it was Mickey and Minnie, but Min, Minnie got like kidnapped by like this evil sorcerer or something. And I don't know. I can never remember the name of the game. I have to look it up now. I got you, Google. <laughs> but I assume on the Genesis, so maybe like Castle of Illusion. Probably yeah, Illusion. maybe Castle Illusion. World yeah. of Illusion. Castle Whoa. of Illusion. Yeah, but yeah. at the very beginning of the game. You could play. Um, you could when you're going in, you have to kind of hit jump on these, uh, on these these launchers that have like a rock on the other, and you launch it up, and then come back down and knocks you up and goes on to the next platform, and you continue on. But if you play it as co-op, that rock isn't there. 
So and? tell me when, yeah, the rock isn't there. So tell me when you knock your friend up, how the hell are you supposed to get go continue? Because because once once you get to the end of the screen, you can't go any further. Hmm. Huh. It was the weirdest thing ever. But I also could never finish that first level for some strange reason. I never could figure out why. Because games were catered to difficulty as a form of longevity. Yeah. Because they didn't have enough space. Yeah, no, now they just make everything a looter shooter for longevity. Yep. But yeah, that's kind of what I thought back then. And I was just like, okay, well, I also was on a restricted time limit because I was at a birthday party. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to play it. And I never played it ever again because I never could remember the game, name of the game. It was also way back when most games, back, I think that was like near the end of the Sega life cycle. Now's your time. Go back, buy a Sega, buy you some Mickey. You don't need to play Kingdom Hearts. Play the original Mickey Mouse video game. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Captain uh, Castle of Illusions the kind of like prequel to... Um... Uh, that one that had to do with painting. Oh, uh, gotcha. Epic Ooh. Mickey. Yes, yeah, thank you. Mickey. That was a good game. Yeah, yeah. wasn't Wasn't uh, Castle Illusions like a? a it was kind of pitched as being a spiritual successor, or a successor, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that really isn't what it turned out to be. Although that one's kind of weird because it started off with the intention of being a spiritual successor to Castle of Illusion. Then mm -hmm. they decided to go and make it almost Bioware-esque where your choices actually had impacts and depending on the things that you did in the game and what you did uh, to other characters' property, made choices in the game that it would affect on how you viewed Mickey. And then Disney went, okay, we're not going to let people play as an evil Mickey Mouse, guys. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> and I and just then, realized the game is literally called Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Not Mickey Mouse in... Or in Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusion. It was just starring Mickey Mouse. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't his castle. Yeah, this ain't no Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle bullshit. Oh, not Crazy mm -hmm. Castle. That got so many sequels. One, Apparently two, this three, also showed the game with Quackshot. Huh. Which uh, which was the uh, which was the 16-bit game starring Donald Duck. Mm. Oh, did not know that. For the Mega Drive. Well, I learned something. Neat. Or also for and for Sega Genesis. Speaking of Sega Genesis, because this is my jam, and if we're going to talk about Sega Genesis, I am here for it. <laughs> uh, did anyone play The Lion King? Yes. Did you beat the monkey level? <laughs> I never owned it. I only got to play it at a cousin's house, so at never got that. Party? Not at a birthday party. <laughs> Just hanging out because I didn't like my cousin and that was a more tolerable way of going and surviving the afternoon. That's like the second level. It's the I just can't wait to be king level. There's this crazy monkey puzzle that's so unpredictable. Hmm. And I must have gotten through that one because I'm pretty sure it was farther along. Or I'm pretty sure I was farther along than that. But then again, it's been a great 20-ish um, years. Lion King game is like one of those notorious hard Sega games. Just like Echo the Dolphin, which is not for children. No! <laughs> Especially if you know the backstory. Oh my god. The backstory. Yeah, you it's a weird backstory. Do you want to summarize that video, uh, oh. Rob, that we watched? Yeah, yeah, of... that fact hunt. Oh my god. What is the name of the YouTuber? So uh, he gets credit while we... Yeah, Larry Bundy Jr. is the name of the channel, and it's the fact hunt series. Hmm. He's also got a book coming out soon. Nice. Oh, nice. 
So, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So I guess actually you could just go watch the YouTube video of the fucked up inspiration behind it. Because oh. <laughs> that game's crazy. Dolphins, I am, I am still not right after that video. <laughs> Dang. I fell asleep to protect myself. <laughs> yes. So you keep saying that's, sure. That's it's why the I only fall logical asleep choice. during every movie I watch. <laughs> Self-preservation. Not because I'm a sleepy fuck. Uh no. Or did anybody play Desert Strike? Mm-mm. That I'm game was re- hard. Sorry, I just realized this is the 2013 release of Castle Illusion. Yeah. Yeah, it got re-released. Uh, that was around the same time. I think it was like a year before the Disney Afternoon collection came out. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, sorry about that, Amy. Yeah, you're good. Anyway, you were Just saying... Just like Genesis games. <laughs> <laughs> but not uh, good enough to survive in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really easy Genesis game. Sorry to hijack it from Psycho to Genesis. Uh, Psycho, Seco, Psycho. It's Psycho now. (laughs) Because that samurai, he's cute, but he's psycho. A little bit psycho. No one here listens to pop music. This is fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's a Barney hide and seek game where if you simply put down your controller, Barney will like beat the level for you. The game literally plays itself if you are too young and cannot understand how to play. That is both amazing and the worst thing I've ever heard. Barney's got your back. <laughs> you cannot run. You cannot hide. Can I talk Barney. about one more hard game? Sure. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that isn't Dark like Souls or Bloodborne or anything. Or Shakan the Forever Man. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to my homeboy here, Mega Man. Oh, how did I see this coming? I can't if do you, any Mega Man. That's what I love. It's like Mega Man, Jump and Shoot Man. Jump and Shoot Man. Jump, jump and Shoot Man, but it's more than that. It's about timing. It's about muscle memory. It's about quick reflexes. Because when it comes to Mega Man levels, you got to know what power beats the boss. you got to know how to beat the boss. And Mega Man 2 was probably the best example that in the music alone, ooh, the music for Mega Man 2 was amazing. Okay, I'm not going to argue. The opening to that game is, like, seriously one of the greatest jams ever put into a video game, especially in that era. Just to show how much of a Mega Man fan I am, I actually bought the 8-bit remake cartilage of Mega Man 2. Oh, jeez. The one that came with the art book and all that. God, I forgot about that. You got that at PAX last year, didn't you? Or you pre-ordered at PAX. I also have uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd versus Dr. Wily, which is just Mega Man 2 with the AVGN. in the game as Mega Man, and they put more enemies in there. Oh my god. It's the best thing ever. (laughs) And it was made by a fan because that was a comment that AVGN made in one of his videos. It was like, the only way this could be even worse is if they put more enemies in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. It's awesome. Hmm. Man... I, I I just don't play hard video games. John just John knows all this stuff because he just I, does that. I I don't know. This this is kind of weird because I'm having to search my memory and I'm just trying to figure out were the games that I played hard or was it just me at a young age? That's true because I remember mm-hmm. playing games and then it was just like I played them young and I would just never beat them. It's just like you play the first level and that's kind of what you played and that's how you played games and then. Yeah. 
I come back to him when I'm older. I'm like, man, I just, I just picked up where I left yeah. off when I was a child, well, that, and I just, just flew through the rest. Yeah, like Castlevania Two. I remember that being like the hardest game that I ever played as a kid. I could never beat it. Went back to it a couple of years ago. And while I won't say it was easy, that game's got a couple of fundamental flaws in the gameplay that makes it difficult. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that that was not as bad as I remember. Um, yeah. Although, like, Ghost and Goblins is still every bit Oof. of the shitstorm that I remember it being. Just, oh, God. One, one, game, end, one game that was like that for me would have been Super Mario Sunshine. When I was a kid, I had so much trouble with that game. Mm-hmm. Coming back to it now, it's very easy yeah no uh last week i had so much trouble with that game so you can <laughs> your trap that game can be very frustrating good sir <laughs> oh no fair point fair point um yeah no the, the only game that i can really think of and this is not even modern memory anymore this is still more than 10 years ago but Ninja Gaiden Black is like the first difficult game that i really jumped into knowing it was going to be really hard that I actually fought myself through to beat it. That's turned out to be just as difficult today as what my memory is. Cause I swear I probably spent 20 hours trying to get through that thing on hard mode. And I never even wanted to attempt doing it on the insanity level or whatever the heck it called it. Fuck. I hate that game. Speaking about, you just mentioned something, insanity level. What do you guys think of video games with adjustable difficulty? Does it mean less to beat the game in an easier mode? What's the point of torturing yourselves with something like an impossible or an insanity mode? Do you feel better at the end of that or just broken? That's a tricky subject, especially because it's like there's a couple of people. Like for myself, I, I'm kind of going to the middle ground. I don't go easy. I, don't, I go to about normal or I usually go normal. I don't try and go super hard unless I'm doing like I'm, I played the game once or twice beforehand. But I know some people, like some different streamers, who's, who's like, well, there's no point, no point in me playing the game if it's on easy mode. And so they crank it to the highest difficulty that they have unlocked at the beginning of the game. And they just want to, they want a challenge. They want to be able to. That, that could also just be like a video thing too. Where mm-hmm. they're just playing to entertain, not playing to get good. Yeah, I, get good. I think there's probably some truth to that. But me, um, how should I say this? I'm a story guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I like story. So I will sacrifice difficulty to get story. Because if it's just too difficult that I can't focus on that, or it's like it's making a long time where like I get cutscene and then all of a sudden just like fight, 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 fight. What's the story again? Oh, beat the boss. Next cutscene. What's going on? Where am I? What? So, but then I because of that. Sorry about that. Because of that, is if there's like extra scenes to try and get, and you're just like, oh, now you gotta beat the game on hard difficulty, just like Okay, let's do this. I gotta get that extra bonus scene, that secret ending, because <laughs> I'm a whore like that. But at the same time, there there's also the just... there's but the, the there there's also a challenge there for people like me who are achievement hunters. Like they're like, and I, but the thing, well, hold on, I'll I'll explain a little bit. I, like sometimes, like <laughs> you literally just derailed his thought pattern. <laughs> well, he kind of passed it on. He was done. Yeah. Uh, 
And he just he just came out with the Achiever Hunters drop there and just like, what? When have you ever been doing that kind of stuff? You just I've been do- I do I've been you are a completionist in a weird way that it, even if it's if it's not an achievement, you'll just be like, I'm gonna get all these things just because it's a thing to do to keep me occupied. Well, that's so you me. Like, like, I'll sell every tin can I pick up in Fallout, and that's why I can't <laughs> play Fallout games. <laughs> yeah, but um, what Cole will do? Well, for well, I also do achievements as well. And when I like, like for example, like there's some games that won't. If you play, example, you play normal mode, it will only give you the normal mode achievements. So you have to play it on easy mode. You have to play it on normal mode. You have to play it on like all of these. Like sometimes they don't retroactively give you the easier ones, just because they want you to keep playing the fucking game. Uh, but it's just one of those things. And I'm like, I don't know. It all just depends, and I apologize for dropping out like that all of a sudden and ending in the middle of my sentence. So, yeah, I I don't know. Like to Tyler's point, there, I'm I'm also somebody that enjoys my stories. There's some games that I do play for the legitimate challenge, but most of the stuff that I want to take the time to play, I'm looking for story. I'm looking to be enriched at the end of the day, not just trying to go and beat my score over and over again. The, the only real exception to that is like Star Fox 64, which I will still go back to and play sometimes just to see if I can go and get a better score there. But That's what uh, I like about Dark Souls is there's a story, but you got to dig for it. Yeah, and, and you see, you're almost the opposite of me in that way because I prefer a game where there can be depth uh, to the story, depth to the lore of the world. But I need to go and have more immediate gratification to really keep my interest long enough to look into the extra details, to look into the lore of the world afterwards. And when it comes to things like difficulty, it's definitely, it's something that depends on what type of game it is. There's some stuff like I learned with uh, the first Kingdom Hearts uh, because of Game Informer. They had a whole guide in there on how to get the ultimate weapon. They had a guide to get the secret ending. And without giving you any spoilers, it made sure to tell you certain points that you need to do certain things. And the first thing was play it on normal or harder because you're not, or you can't get a hold of the secret ending without playing at least on normal mode. So that was really the game that got me to basically never play easy because there could always be something more that's hidden that you're not going to get a hold of that way. It was the same thing with Ninja Gaiden because there was like, um, I think they called it dead dog mode where you had to go and die three times. Ninja dog. Yeah, Ninja dog mode. Yeah, yeah. Where you had to die like three times uh, during the tutorial part of the game and that it would give you the option of basically going and taking the bitch path and it made fun of you in the course of it. Oh, yes. It mocked you the entire time. I I had fun just seeing what it was like because I heard there was a hilarious cutscene if you did that and then immediately restarted the game and played it again on normal. Uh, And I've regretted that ever since. But (laughs) yeah, like Kingdom Hearts, that's something that I, particularly Kingdom Hearts 2, would never play it on anything less than normal. And that's a game that... Yeah, I, I, that's the game, or that's the type of game that I want to be a completionist on. That's the kind of thing where I do go back and I just want to 100% the game. That's a pretty rare thing, though. When we're talking about something like fighting games, when we're talking about uh, something that is more on the action side, 
I do want to feel challenged while I'm playing it, like God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn. They give you options to go and control difficulties, but it's one of those things where it's like, I want to at least play it on normal because I'm not going to feel like I'm getting what the game developers intended the experience to be if I'm just watching Witcher? everything. Witcher? The Witcher? That, that's one... That one's a little bit harder right there because that one is so wide-spanning. And that that one has such a weird scaling when it comes to difficulty of certain enemies. It's like, that's, what, that's one I actually might have a bit of a hard time with just because I would want to get through as much of the story as quickly as possible but still be able to do all the side story stuff. That Those are the ones that actually drive me a little bit nuts because it's like, I might consider going easy on that. But now we've got the internet and we could just go and look up, you know, is there any extra content playing on a different difficulty setting? Like, mm-hmm. if I ever had the intention of playing a Fable game again, which I think we all know my opinions of Peter Molyneux and all that stuff. Uh, don't really mm-hmm. tend to uh, play those games anymore. Oh, never I don't know if he's ever really involved in those games anymore. No, I, I tend to doubt he is. I'm, well, I mean, you know, uh, what was it? Lion's Head Studio or Lion's? Yeah, Lions. Uh, yeah, they're ba- yeah, they, they closed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah they closed down about five years ago. Yeah, five yeah. years ago. I, it, I think it was three or four, but yeah, I mean, still, regardless, we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, so we've only oh, been podcasting for like three months, so <laughs> <laughs> feels like it sometimes. Uh, but yeah, if I were to play one of those games again, oh yeah, you better believe that. Go 2016. Yeah, April to April 29th, 2016. So about yeah. three years ago then. Yeah. 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 Anyways, continue, Rob. Yeah, no, that that's something I probably would play just on easy because something like that, I can't say that there is a ton in terms of lore or anything like that, but that is a game that I would want to be able to get through a lot of the more time-consuming uh, elements of it in an easier way. That's something I would definitely want to do that way. Something like... Uh, obviously not with 76, but like Fallout 4, I will fully admit I had that thing cranked down with difficulties down to easy on there just because I want to be able to absorb as much as quickly as possible because Mm -hmm. I just don't have the time to go and dedicate to playing something on a more more difficult setting for something that's that wide spanning. It's so vast. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, I say that, and it's like I would never consider cheating on a Mass Effect game or uh, a Dragon Age going and doing something like having an easier difficulty on there. It's like, oh, but they do such a good job of going and designing and scaling the battlefields and all that stuff. That, that would feel wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, that it, it's a double edged sword in some respects, having mm-hmm. level her having difficulty control. And I do overall appreciate it. I like having that level of control to be able to figure out what's going to work best around my schedule and my life. But I'm always thinking about what the developers intended the game to be like. And I always think that like normal really is what they would intend that to be. And I want to play it that way for the most part. But there's some games where it's just like, that doesn't really work for me anymore. Would have when I was, you know, in middle school and high school, but these days, I gotta kind of pick and choose my battles. I like too when a game lets you change difficulties in the middle of the game, because yeah. I started with Persona Five on normal, and I got to this one part that was different things make games difficult to different people. So there was a part that was difficult to me that may not have been difficult to other people, but I just kept getting greedy, 
not healing my guys and dying. Uh, so I put it on easy past that part. Um, and then I put it back on normal later. So I don't know. I just like, I like it both ways. You know, you can put it easy when you're like, okay. And sometimes too, you maybe just need it on easy for a day because you had a hard day and you're not in your best gaming groove. Mm-hmm. Or you're just a scrub like me. <laughs> Much scrub. So scrub. Scrub a dub dub. Where is the tub? Immediately, as soon as you said that, though, I immediately started visioning the what is it? The that one stupid the Doge meme was like much, much scrub, so much scrub, <laughs> much difficulty, easy mode. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 you know what I... else is hard? Saying goodbye to you guys. Aww. Aww. What did we learn? We learned that nobody actually likes Battletoads. Yeah. We learned yeah. that John's going to stream Shakan the Forever Man. I'll drive up for a Renaissance Fair and we can stream it. I love I'll it. I'll dance in the background. So we learned that we have this to look forward to in our lives. <laughs> I'll live stream it. And then we yeah. also learned I'll run a Dark Souls panel. <laughs> That's what we learned. We learned no don't bear on that, that panel. Remember that. What? <laughs> Nobody's gonna live through that panel. You'll be the lone survivor of the whole thing. Only if they're good. Get good. So, I, so in other words, his um, mm-hmm. his Dark Souls panel will turn into a follow panel. <laughs> I like this, John. I want to stand. I want to go to Vista. I mean, to a card making company, and I want to get a million cards that say you died, and I want to stand at the entrance to your panel and hand them out to each person. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is perfect. You died. You died. <laughs> I'll put the link to the podcast on the back because profit. Why not? But <laughs> Why not? We don't profit from this. I was gonna say <laughs> we profit from your love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, we sell it. We wanna... sell it to people who don't have any. If um, anyone wants to steal another business card idea, if anyone ever cosplays Otacon from uh, Metal Gear series, I want you to hand out level four passes and levels like you now have access to level four areas. <laughs> yeah, Rob, why haven't you ever cosplayed Otacon? No. Oh, that's a good one. Sunday cosplays. <laughs> You'd make a great Otacon. You just would need to grow your hair out. Yeah, no. <laughs> wigs. Wigs and turtlenecks. That's level more likely. Four areas. Whenever I think of Otacon, I always think of awesome middle gear. <laughs> you know how they say goodbye in Metal Gear? Because I'm trying to end the podcast. <laughs> Snake! Snake! Subscribe to us on Google Play Music Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud for however long they realize that they haven't charged us in three months. Um <laughs> <laughs> In any case, though, thank you all so much for joining us. We always we greatly appreciate you being here and listening to us be weirdos on the internet. So thank you once again, and we will hope to see you next time. Yay. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.